Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Hello, welcome back. I hope you all had a great week. So we are actually going through a bit of a transition here in our home. And last night, things kind of came to a head for our nine-year-old. She had a bit of a breakdown. I mean, granted, we had just finished. It was the 4th of July here, and so we had had a long day and everything as well. But two of our children are actually going to be leaving this next week. And our son's boarding school has opened back up. And so he will actually be returning to camp for football to get ready for his fall season. And then our daughter, our 20-year-old Cameron, she has made the decision to move to Florida to, one, to be with him, but two, she has a couple of business opportunities available there that she wants to pursue. So we actually will be leaving this week, and we were talking about kind of packing up some things and you know, all of the things that we had to do this week. And, you know, with our second grader, well, going into third now, with our nine-year-old being there, she had this like complete meltdown about her siblings leaving. And, you know, many times we hear things about empty nesters, like when the kids leave the home and how our parents coping with that. But very few times are there really anything about how it affects younger brothers or younger sisters when an older child leaves the home. And so with COVID going on and everything, we've had everyone back in the house. And so it's kind of just been, you know, like this big party for the younger kids because they have all of their older siblings around. There's always something happening, something going on. The house is very lively. It's very chaotic, but it's also, there's always an activity going on or one of the older kids, you know, are helping out and they just have been able to form a little bit of a stronger bond with them because there is such a gap. Because when you look at the gaps in our household, there is a 20-year gap between our oldest and our youngest. And then, you know, it's like we had the first three, you know, every couple years, and then we took this big hiatus. And there's about eight years between my son, so he's like the last of the first three, and then my daughter, Aiden, who's our nine-year-old, she was the first of the last three. So there's a range of gaps there between siblings. And so what she was going through last night, she just felt this tremendous loss because we were just kind of starting to like get in the groove of things with everybody being here, you know, for the last few months and everybody was kind of defined their place a little bit. And now I think it just kind of hit her that they were going to be leaving in just a matter of days. And so the two kids that are going to Florida, I mean, we as parents sometimes feel that empty nest feeling or that feeling of when our kids leaves, but she was actually feeling a lot of those same symptoms that a parent who is having their children, you know, whether they're going to university or whether they're just moving out, she was feeling a lot of those same effects that a parent would feel. 
So as she was speaking to me, you know, it kind of made me realize the effects of the dynamics that two of them leaving were going to have on the home. And she immediately just had this overwhelming feeling and sense of loss. And so at that point, I just kind of needed to let her get it out and almost like grieve through it. And I know that this is just the first time that it's going to happen. I know that this is probably going to be, for this child, an ongoing thing. She is just a, a kid that really wears her emotions on her sleeve. She's very empathetic. She has a lot of feeling and expresses that quite often to us. She just kept repeating over and over, why is everyone leaving me? Everybody's always leaving me. And so, you know, I kind of just had to let her go through that a little bit because I was trying to speak with her and it meant nothing. I mean, she didn't hear any words that I was saying. She was stuck in her own mind about the fact that she had was feeling this sense of loss. And so it was a very late night to begin with, with having been the 4th of July. I mean, she had been outside all day. On the 4th of July, we typically have a very large 4th of July party. And so this year we actually scaled back and just had our siblings and their kids. So her cousins over, keeping it definitely on a much smaller scale, but wanting to at least be able to have that celebration and have those of us that are the closest that we've been around, that we knew that, you know, we were fairly safe as far as, you know, what everybody had been doing in their lives and making sure that, you know, we were keeping our distance with each other. And so, We made the choice just to not have our big celebration that we normally have, but still have family over so that they could celebrate. So she was outside all day. She was swimming. They were playing games. And then, of course, you know, then fireworks at night and everything. So this had been about 10 o'clock. And I mean, she had hit a wall anyways, as far as just her fatigue for that day. And then when we were talking about things that we needed to do and pack up and over the next couple of days, like I said, she just completely lost it. So by me speaking to her and trying to, you know, be rational at all was not working. And so I just kind of let her play that out for a little bit. And then I tried to get her to just think about something else. So I took her upstairs and, you know, I had her get in the shower and everything. And I just gave her some comfort and some love that I knew at that time she needed. She just kept saying, I just need you to hug me. I need you to hold me. And so at that point, I knew that she just needed to feel safe and wasn't, like I said, going to listen to things that I said, but she needed that like emotional touch to give her some security. So once she was a little calmer, I was able to get her, you know, to her bedroom and everything. And then we were able to actually talk a little bit. And we talked about the fact that they aren't leaving her. It's just time for them to go and explore some of the things that they need to and pursue some of the goals that they have. And then we spoke about how they're going to stay in touch. But again, she kept reverting it because she's nine back to herself and the way that she was going to be affected by the fact that they were leaving. So we just kind of had to keep talking through about how the different ways that they can stay in touch and, you know, even how we can go visit and how much fun it's going to be to, you know, stay with the two of them in their apartment. And then also looking at it from another perspective where I was speaking with her about how her brother won't be as lonely because he now will have a sibling down there with him. And doesn't that make her happy for her brother? and her sister. 
she finally calmed. She finally settled. I sat in there and rubbed her head until she fell asleep. And we played some of her favorite music just to kind of get her mind in a different place so that she could relax. But I know that this is just the beginning of all of this. And so I was actually... During that moment, you know, I knew I needed to stay calm, even though I was like, it's 1030 at night. I am tired myself just from all the activities and everything all day long. And I wanted to inside of me, you know, just say, you know what, we'll talk about this later. Like, just get ready for bed, please, and go to sleep. And I felt myself kind of starting to lose my cool a little bit because it just kept going on and on and on. And she just kept repeating the same thing over and over that, why are they leaving me? Why are they leaving me? And I was just, you know, I kind of got to that point where I'm like, they're not leaving you. They're not leaving you. Would you just please get your pajamas on or get in the shower, get your pajamas on and let's get ready for bed and go to sleep. But I knew that I couldn't do that because I could see the pain that she was going through with the fact that, you know, she was thinking of all of this and just kept replaying it, you know, that her brother and her sister were leaving her. So as I was getting ready for bed then, I was actually really, really grateful for that moment because one, it made me stop and think about how I've got two different things going on. I've got the younger kids at home that are going to feel this sense of loss and they're going to need to have time to grieve. And so I am going to need to be able to not only be sympathetic and empathetic, but I am going to need to be able to try to help fill that void that they have of this loss of their, their siblings leaving. And my daughter that's 20, she is very, very, very close to the younger three and spends a great deal of time with them. So I know that that's going to be a big gap for them when she does leave. And so, like I said, it made me stop and think about ways that in the future here that I'm going to need to definitely be aware of if I see that they are suffering from any type of sadness or anxiety or even their sleep patterns. Because right now I had mentioned that, you know, with all of them in the house, I mean, kids have had to double up in rooms. And so right now our two older girls aren't sharing a room because that just wouldn't be a good thing. And so what we did was we put the two older girls in rooms with two of the younger girls. And so I know that we might have some sleepless nights ahead because they're used to having their older sibling in the bedroom with them. And so, you know, we might have to do some adjusting as we go through this transition so that they don't feel like you know, that they're alone and so that they don't have like some type of fear setting in with with the departure of their older siblings, you know, moving on to the next stage in their life. In addition to that, like I have to remember that, you know, especially like for a nine-year-old, I mean, her school, you know, stopped and abruptly ended, you know, shorter than, you know, what was to be expected with COVID. And she hasn't been able to spend the time with her friends or, you know, doing her sports that she normally does, you know, just her day-to-day stuff of, you know, whether it was us going to the zoo or the splash pad or just even like going out to lunch together or anything like that. I mean, that is all been kind of taken away in a sense. Slowly, of course, things are, you know, opening back up. But I personally am still just a little hesitant about overdoing it with taking them out in public and everything. I just want to be really, really cautious with the kids because I know that a very important part of their life is seeing their grandparents. 
And so, you know, I just don't want to completely expose them to, you know, a lot of different places within the community and to, you know, to have that risk to where, you know, they could possibly become a carrier or be infected with something and then pass it on to grandma or grandpa. Then there's the other side of it that I have to look at where I have, you know, two of my older kids who've been home, you know, for this time, and now they are setting off to a new adventure. And here, you know, they're excited to go back, of course, but at the same time, there's a lot of new. I mean, for my son, my son's been, you know, at the academy since his sophomore year, and he's going into his senior year. So he knows what to expect and everything, and he's looking forward to going back to, you know, see his teammates, his brothers, so to speak, and get back at football. But for my daughter, this is the first time she's ever even left Nebraska. And I mean, this was her choice and something that she wanted to do. She has a new business that she started and she has had some interviews for some internships that will give her an opportunity to where she can meet people and pursue her dreams. Because the one thing we've always taught our kids is the more people that you meet, the more you learn. And then, you know, obviously the more educated you become and the more connections that you make. And so that we know that that's like a natural process. In fact, when my son left as a sophomore, I mean, I've had so many parents ask me, my gosh, how did you do that? And probably for the first couple of months, I mean, I was just fighting back tears every day. And I actually start to get a little choked up even thinking about it. But I knew that that was a dream that he had. It was one of those things where it was something he needed to see if he could do. He wanted to know, you know, am I good enough? Am I able? Am I capable? Do I have enough drive, determination, and skill to be able to perform at one of the top high schools in the country at the sport that I love? And so as a parent, yeah, you can get caught up in your emotions and I could get caught up in my loss, but then I had to take that second and step to the side and realize that this was something that I needed to let him go. And uh, gosh, I'm sorry, I'm getting so emotional, but I needed to let him go so that he could see if he was capable of that because it wasn't my life, it was his life. And the lessons that he would learn along the way would teach him so much about himself at such a young age. And I'm not even talking about football. I'm just talking about the fact that pursuing your dreams, pursuing your desires at, you know, 15 years old, to be able to have that strength and that courage and that wisdom to walk away from your friends, walk away from the people that you love the most, and go on your own to a whole new community, a whole new environment, to grind every day. Because at this academy, I mean, it is grind work every day. It is sun up to sun down. It's like playing at a Division One school to where it is definitely the work that you put in, and it is a direct reflection of the results that you get. Not to mention, they just have a fantastic, high, high academic institution as well. And so for him to be able to know that about himself, that he knows that he has what it takes to play at that level, but not only that, to perform at a high academic level. I mean, being away from family and everything, like this last semester, you know, here he was taking advanced and AP classes and then COVID hit and everything. And the kid freaking ended up with a 4.0 and then he was named MVP quarterback for the spring. So as a parent, like you're just, gosh, you're just 
booming with pride that you have. But I'm more proud of the fact of like the young man and the man that he's becoming. So, you know, of course, he has loved his time at home. He's reconnected with everybody. It's been interesting for me to see what it was like for him, you know, as a young and impressionable young man to kind of go away for here a year or year and a half kind of on his own and then have to like come back into family and adjust to some of the things and rules that we have here because he was, you know, he was just used to taking care of himself. I mean, there is He had responsibilities, of course, but different responsibilities, of course, than you would have at home. So that was very interesting for me to see. And there were a couple moments that, you know, I kind of had to be like, okay, like you need to remember that I'm still your parent. I know you've been on your own, but there are things here in line that you just, you know, you just can't, you know, all of your time isn't your free time. Like you have actually have chores to do. You have things to do. You have responsibilities here. So this is part of being a network and part of being a family. And so just readjusting to that a little bit. And then there's my daughter, on the other hand, who, like I said, I mean, she went away to university, but it was, you know, no more than an hour away from home and then decided to come back to the house and stay here and take some classes and then actually work for us. And so I see her every day. I mean, not only do we live together, but I work with her. And so, you know, not having her every day here with me, not having her at work, and she's such a dependable employee, you know, where she's been raised around our business. And so there are times where we don't even have to ask her to do things. She just, she knows the expectation. She knows that she needs to come in playing at like a level nine, level 10, like every day. And so it's not like that training aspect that we had to go with her. I mean, that's just life. That's just expectation that we have. But knowing that she is now at a point where she's feeling that uneasiness within herself and she needs to challenge herself and she needs to pursue the things that she wants to pursue. And so to me, I mean, honestly, it's like losing with her. It's like losing my right hand because Brian works so much. My husband works so much that she, you know, kind of picked up and took over in some of those spots where, you know, at nighttime or whatever, she would be the one that would help me get the kids ready. Or if I just needed, you know, one kid's hair done and, you know, she would just naturally just has like kind of that like motherly maternal instinct to where I wouldn't even have to ask her to do things to help me with the kids. And she normally would. But again, I just kind of have to put myself aside and my emotions aside that, yes, I do have, you know, two of my kids like leaving the house, but I know that it is so important for them to pursue the things that they want to pursue and trust that I have raised, that Brian and I have raised them. I mean, I can't take full credit. I want to, but I can't. That Brian and I have taken the values and the morals and the ethics and that we've done the best that we can creating habits within them so that they can, you know, go out and you know, be productive and follow, you know, the things that they want to follow. You know, I mean, my hope is that we have definitely, I mean, obviously we've created a drive in them and a confidence in them that they can go out, explore like everything that this world has to offer and that they don't just have to, you know, stay within this community or even within the United States, that there are so many possibilities out there and to think outside of the box because it's important that they network, that they, if they want to achieve the things that they want to achieve to at the high level, then they can't just 
stay here and, you know, work in the same circle. They need to go out and they need to network and they need to rely on the skills that they have because who you know is will get your foot in the door. But then it's really up to you to rely on your skills and your drive in order to make a name for yourself. And so by doing that, they really are are taking a lot of risks and putting themselves out there in meeting new people. Like, for example, like, you know, that was one of Colt's big things was proximity. He wanted to be around the top. He knew he wasn't the top quarterback. And, you know, Colt's size doesn't look like a quarterback size. I mean, he doesn't typically pass the eye test of a quarterback. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got definitely my husband's genetics, which, you know, my husband's about six foot and his brothers are, you know, six, three, six, four, six, five. They're, I mean, they're much, much taller, but then he's got my genetics and I'm barely hitting five, two. And so right now Colt's even though he's 17, he's just sitting at 5'9". And as those of you that know the quarterback position, I mean, that you don't pass an eye test. So he really has to rely on his skills. He needs to rely on pursuing his dreams and networking. And so he wanted to know, you know, like I said, d- does he have what it takes? And so proximity was one of those things where he wanted to be around top players. He wanted to know coaches. He wanted to get to know, you know, the recruitment process. He wanted to be around people that were like-minded that he was, that had that drive. And so we've always taught the kids that, you know, proximity is power. Being around people that, you know, are the same as you in regards to like drive, determination, goals, that is who you need to be around because that also becomes networking. So you use your networking skills in order to, like I said, get your foot in the door. I think we probably, as adults, all had different situations that have happened to us where it's not what you know, but it's who you know, and then the rest falls in place. And so that's definitely something that I'm super proud of the older two kids for being able to do that. You know, Cameron's going to a community here where, yeah, she has her brother. And really, honestly, like as a parent, I'm really, really grateful. Colt doesn't need to stay in the dorms now, right now. They actually are going to share an apartment together and it's right next to campus. So he just hops on on his bike and can show his ID and get right through the gate. And so then he's in that gated community on the academy. So I'm not worried about him at all because the apartment is connected, like I said, right outside of the gate to his campus. But you know, Cameron, she's going to have to completely start over. I mean, he already has his community that he's built over the last couple of years where she's moving to a new place where We've got a couple of people that we know down there that she's making connections with. But like I said, here she started her own business and she, you know, has been on the phone with a couple interviews for internships. And I'm so proud of her. The way she's approached these internships is, you know, these couple individuals that she's been contacting, she went after them. And she went after them to where she was messaging them and DMing them like every other day. And she was getting no response, but she just kept at it for seriously almost like three weeks. And then finally she got like this nugget and one of them, you know, had messaged her back and said, you know, why don't I have my assistant give you a call and set up a time to interview? Well, then from there, she still didn't hear from the assistant for like another week and a half. So she continued to message the individual. And it wasn't like a hounding. It was just, 
hi, what do you, you know, how are you doing? I just wanted to send you my resume today, or I just wanted to let you know, here's what I'm doing, or here's what I can offer you. And I'm going to work for free. Like you don't have to pay me at all. I just want to learn from you. Like you own this multi-million dollar company. I just want to just watch you and be around you. Like I'll run errands for you. So, I mean, she's totally put herself out there because she knows, like I said, proximity is power. You need to be around people like that. If you have these big goals and these big dreams, you've got to find the person or you got to find the people that are successful and follow them and you just mimic them. You do whatever they are doing. You follow their formula. Their formula obviously worked. They're successful. And so, you know, just pick their brain and see their habits and, you know, know how they communicate and how they run their business. And then that itself is just a huge education to be able to, you know, go ahead and do the things that you want to do is by just being around that person, being around that high energy, that environment, so that you can then pursue the things that you want to do and build the empire that you want to build. So like I said, she's got her own business kind of on the side that she has started that's, you know, generating a little bit of income. But other than that, like she's just going on, you know, kind of a dream and a prayer that, you know, these internships are, you know, that something is going to pan out with it. And if it if she doesn't, like we've talked about a backup, we're like, OK, backup, you know, you just you work at a juice stop or you work at a gym. I mean, she's got experience there. And right now Colt's plan is to graduate in December. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, minimum she's there or they're both there for, you know, six, seven months. And then he'll come back for sure. But if she's got something hot and going, then, you know, the plan is that she's going to cross that bridge when she gets there. And if she wants to stay, then she's going to stay. And so, you know, as a parent, you have this loss that you're, these two kids are leaving or that your children are leaving the home or leaving the nest, so to speak. But, and I can get caught up in the emotion. And I mean, it, it hits me once in a while, but it's like the pride that I have for them, the love that I have for them, the fact that they want to build their dream and build their network. Like, what more could I ask for? As long as they're staying with their morals and their values. I mean, when you see your kid grind, when you see your kid work and go for something that they are passionate about, like that to me means so much that I just need to, you know, kind of swallow my feelings a little bit, you know, support them the best that I can. But honestly, like I have to just kind of let them go and let them, I know they're going to come back. I know the way that we've raised them, whether it's that they come back to the community that we live in or, but I know that they're always going to keep in constant communication with us because that's just how it is. I mean, I can't go through a single day without, you know, honestly, like probably 30 text messages between just the three of them of, you know, what's going on, things that they need, talking about different things. So I definitely know that I'm not going to lose communication with these kids. You know, maybe I've made them a little too too dependent on that to where this is actually going to be really good for them. But what I do need to focus on is the younger three definitely at home because they are going to feel that loss. And I need to make sure that I'm, you know, staying in tune with the way that they're feeling and, you know, filling that void of loss that they have with their siblings that are are leaving and giving them that time to feel those emotions and to grieve. And the thing is, is that I know it's not just going to be for a couple of days and then everything's going to be fine. Like I know it's going to come in waves. And just the fact of last night, what happened with our daughter, like I said, I was really grateful for it because it gave me 
a chance to just kind of stop and become aware of what is actually really going to happen. Because then it's like, not only there's that, but then you, you know, you put all of this stuff with COVID on top of it and just the unknown of what their fall school is going to look like. And, you know, they have fear. I mean, there's a lot of fear out them with them and their worlds have been, you know, shaken up. And so I myself am going to have to probably go through a little bit of growing as well. I mean, it's obviously a new territory that all of us parents are experiencing you know, with this pandemic and, you know, how to support our kids at home, in addition to making sure that we're taking, you know, that time for ourselves and care of ourselves, because the fact of, you know, that there is so much unknown creates a little bit of anxiety and fear within us. And that's why it's really important, I think, even for us as parents to make sure that we are taking that time for ourselves and that we're giving ourselves time for clarity or journaling or meditation, because it just makes us stronger internally to be able to support the people that we love the most. So stay tuned to all of these new transitions that the kids are going through, because I know, like personally me, I'm probably going to have a lot of hills and valleys, but you know, as a parent, sometimes you don't always get a chance to, you know, to let that out or, you know, we kind of do it behind closed doors because it's important for us to stay strong for the kids and to make sure that we're taking care of them. So for our youngest kids, there's a lot of change ahead and definitely I'm going to make sure that I'm keeping my eye on their emotions and try to fill that gap that they have by having a couple of their older siblings leaving. And then on the flip side, when you have your older kids leave the house and going to somewhere that they've never been before, you know, they're going to be going through a lot too. I mean, they're going to be missing home. They're going to be missing siblings, but yet still reminding them of the why, why they did this, why they chose to follow this path and embark on this path, because it's eventually going to lead them to bigger and better things. So, you know, once again, thank you so much for joining me today. Sorry, I got a little emotional there, you know, when I talked about kids leaving home. For those of you that have had kids that have left home before, you know, you kind of have that feeling probably as well of, you know, it's so much pride that you have, but yet at the same time, you know, recognizing the fact that, gosh, your kids are growing up and they're pursuing the interest that they have. And it's, it's just kind of time sometimes to let them go. So have a wonderful week. And I am actually going to be on the road here next week. So I'm hoping to do a couple segments on the road. You know, going to one of the biggest hot spots, you know, that's happening with COVID. I'm headed to Florida right into the middle of it. So I'll give you kind of an idea of maybe what it's like in outside of maybe the states that you're in or, you know, if you're not in a hot spot, so to speak, you know, what it looks like there. But I'm hoping to maybe actually do an interview with my daughter, Cameron, the one that is moving to Florida. You know, just like I said, she's got a new business that she's starting and she has been educating me on some of the things that she's doing. And so I've been very intrigued by it when it comes to health and wellness. So my hope is, is that she'll be willing to get on with her mom and maybe uh, give everybody else a little bit of insight on some of these health benefits and things that this company that she's working with as well. So have a beautiful week. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week. 
and tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.